you missed it. You missed it. Yes. We were doing Billy Ocean Summer Dance Party. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All we were missing were the two Corys. I know. Including such favorites as Cowboy Queen. That and, one. And another song by Billy Ocean, Kirby Queen. <laughs> Get out of my dreams. And don't forget... Get into my car. And you actually made possibly one of the best points I've ever heard about Billy Ocean. Yeah. yeah. He's he's Michael McDonald from the islands. He's the island version of Michael yes. McDonald. Yeah. So mm -hmm. true. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> HBO has not tapped him to do the music for the third season of True Detective. Oh. I mean, I kind of feel like they would be a perfect marriage He's, of yes. cheesy songs from the 80s with a really dark and gritty detective series with nudity yeah. and blood and guts and gore on HBO. We need I mean, uh, another television show about law enforcement to have a soundtrack made by someone from the islands. I See think so. I think so. You can feel the rum coming out of your speakers. Because it, it could be, it could have sort of like a little bit of like a Miami Vice flair, right. you know? Because yes. you had like a little bit of the 80s cheese. There might have been some Billy Ocean songs in my Oh, there had to have been. And come to think of it. There was more than uh, Jan Hammer and In the Air Tonight. There was more than those songs in Miami Vice. Oh, oh it's Smuggler's Blues by Glenn Frey. Yes, Fry. you're right. I forgot about that one, uh. too. But yeah, HBO, they, um, they're giving it another shot. And I... Didn't think that they would, but they are giving another shot. So here's what happened. Mm. They had the first season of True Detective, kind of a, a slow burner, but then it became wildly successful. Uh -huh. and people were talking about it at work the next day, like, oh, did you see that last night's episode? Woody Harrelson, Matthew McConaughey, like depressed right, ponytail all right, guy. All right. Talking about how time is a flat circle, and oh, people were goodness. loving it. So meta. It was so meta. And then uh, they put out a season two and it had Vince Vaughn as the star mm. of the show this time around and it sucked yeah at it that point no good. it became poo detective <laughs> yes. and I mean I feel like it was the same guy who was writing the scripts but somehow he had put all of his magic into the first season right. and they couldn't get it together for oh, the it's second like, season it's like having a band your first album your first after you sign thinking about after it you years. sign yeah the sophomore album always blows. Right. Because you don't have any more good material. Like, oh, man. Like, ah. There's this B-side to a B-side <laughs> I was thinking of finishing one day. So they're back for True Detective mm. Season 3. They've got a couple of good things going for them this time. One, mm. you have the main character being played across three different time periods, oh my which gosh. is always fun. Crazy. And the person playing him is Mahershala Ali, who is good in everything he's ever been in, mm. and then also, you know, won the Oscar for Moonlight, and um, he is amazing. So you have two solid things going for you, a fun conceit of learning about this mystery through three decades of this man's mm. life, and then two, you have a kick-ass actor in it. So if you just don't mm. screw up the script, we should don't be all good here. Don't screw up the script. <laughs> don't flip no, the script, don't screw, screw up the it script. Up. Don't do a damn thing with it except for make it awesome and interesting. So HBO put out the trailer for it. You decide, does this look intriguing or poopy? Before you ever knew me, I wasn't scared much. I wasn't a fear for man. Things I've seen, things I know, 
do anything but cause harm. My whole brain's a bunch of missing pieces. Did you think you could just go on and never once have to look back? My job. There's no certainty. This case is more harm than anything. does look good i know right yeah i'm kind of i'm into it i'm excited about it because i didn't expect to like the uh the first series so much mm. and um and it was just it was just weird enough and like true crime disturbing mm. kind of like a little bit of silence of the lambsy in there uh, yeah. and was it was it torn from the headlines I mean, a little bit. And then, like, oh. in the final episode, it was almost like a really whacked-out episode of Hoarders. So they kind of threw that in there as well. It was terrifying. There was, like, a mysticism and a mythology in there as well. And there was all kinds of, you know... Mm -hmm. it, it Basically, there were many episodes where Matthew McConaughey could have just been sitting there shirtless, playing the bongos, smoking mm -hmm. a lot of weed, talking looking, about his philosophical theories. Looking like he has body odor. <laughs> looking like he, looking <laughs> like he smells a lot. I would imagine he probably smelled while he was making True Detective. You I feel what? like he's that kind of actor. Wait, was it? Is it the theory that he smells, or have people reported that he smells? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I had one chance um, when I was working on a show to interview him, mm -hmm. and at that time, so maybe while he's working on a movie, he stinks. But when he does press, he doesn't smell. Well, you don't want to do press while smelling because <laughs> you'll get bad press, right? Yes, exactly. That's interesting. So, he didn't have strong cologne. I couldn't necessarily smell his deodorant, but he didn't stink like B.O. Did he smell like a Lincoln like MKX? Both. He didn't smell like a Lincoln at the time because this was um, this was probably 10 years ago. That was way Well, then before. no, he could have smelled like a Lincoln because he was in Lincoln Lawyer. Oh, you're right. Yes. This was prior to that, but yes. Hmm. I will say he was um, shorter, like smaller. That happens a lot. Like Tom Cruise small? Or John Bon Jovi small? Uh, yeah, actually. Really? Yeah. I mean, he, he works huh. out. I'll work out. He clearly works out, but he was a smaller person than I thought he was going to be. Like Peter Dinklage small? No, no. Oh. He wasn't okay. a little person. He was just smaller than I thought he okay. was Okay, I'm, I'm just trying to get a, a range, like trying to zero in. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he was, I would say Bon Jovi, Tom Cruise small is probably right on target. He wasn't. Wow. Um, what kind of lens do they shoot him with? <laughs> I think there, they just film them with other short is people. Is there a tall lens? <laughs> Probably. Or do you shoot? Where you shoot low, up high, yeah. so they look tall. <laughs> or do they shoot everything else in tilt shift but him normal <laughs> so that he kind of evens out? I couldn't. I don't. <laughs> I do not know. Um, we have some more word possibly about what's going to happen with this October's The Connors. What's The Connors? Mm. That's Roseanne without Roseanne, in case you've forgotten, because it's been a minute. Does, does anybody care anymore? Are people, are, is this still on people's radar? Not at the moment, but they're trying to put mm. it back on the radar because that show is going to be coming out. I find it shocking that they, like, they had it for a season, they had the controversy, and they were like, all right, I, we're just going to chuck it on the yeah. air this fall and see mm. what happens. So John Goodman just did an interview with The Times, and he said, I mean, they haven't officially said, he said it's unknown 
how we're going to approach it, her not being on the show, but I guess I'll be mopey and sad because my wife's dead. Hmm. That's, we don't know if that's his theory or if that's exactly what they're going to do, but mm. how fascinating would it be that this is a show where his character died and then they brought him back to life? Well, see, it's the soul stone. Right? Okay. <laughs> so what happens was Thanos snaps his finger, Roseanne goes away, uh-huh. and Dan comes back. Right. See how that works? Every, you, there, there is not yes. a plot hole we can't fix. No, you can always, it all goes back to the stones. <laughs> the stones fix everything. Now, Thanos fixes everything. if this were the Connors from a James Cameron universe, well, then and a robot from the future would be coming back to try right. to destroy each and every one of them yes. before one of them uh, carries yeah. Sarah Connor to term. Linda Hamilton has to do a yes. guest appearance on the show mm-hmm. with like her sweet 80s center cut, like yes. fluffed out bangs to the side. Yeah, or, you know, the, the poof. Yeah, the butt cut. Um, <laughs> but uh, that I, it kind of leads me to believe that if they do kill her character off, mm. that maybe there will be a third iteration of the show where they then everyone's forgiven Roseanne in real life and so they're willing to have her on a show again and then they bring her mm. back from the dead so they have two parents that have been brought back from the dead maybe it's like pet cemetery maybe every season a different cast member dies <laughs> and then they come back and they just show what this the show would be like kind of like each person oh it's uh, like sliding doors kind of yeah so like you take somebody out and see what happens and you're like one of them like Becky's dead but the other Becky's alive and then Darlene and I don't know. It could be it could be like South Park and it's just every episode, who killed Kenny? You know, and he comes back yes! to life. I love it. And then like rats carry away the body. Right. Fantastic. Right. Um, he said that he sent an email to Roseanne after he found out that she had signed the paperwork that mm. basically would allow the show to continue yes. and, and give away all of her rights. And um, she has not answered him back. And they were pretty good friends throughout this whole thing. Mm. And he says he claims he feels like she is not a racist. But he didn't mm. want to say any more because he still would like to work. Right. Well, you know, it's it's not a new concept that people that have been on shows with each other really don't chat anymore, right? I mean, well, that's true. <laughs> I mean, he got it. He's like, she was going through hell at the time. He's like, mm-hmm. I didn't expect, you know, a real quick. Yeah. Right, just like a little blurb with an out-of-office reply or something. What if, the what if they got a body double for Roseanne, and they would always just shoot her, like, leaving, like, their arm is, like, leaving the frame. <laughs> and then, like, off-camera. She's camera, like, Charlie on Charlie's Angels. Yeah, and so, like, off-camera, they'd Wilson. have a Roseanne impersonator that could do the voice. <laughs> oh, I'm just in the other room. I'm doing more laundry, I'm doing more laundry. Dan. So she's technically still on the show, <laughs> yes. but not on the show. Exactly. They should have done that with Aunt Viv, right? Ooh, the original on yeah, was see, because so, got, she was so bitter when yeah. they replaced her. I mean, when you do, when you dare in something, <laughs> people don't forget it, and it's usually a bad way uh, of remembering it. I love that bewitched replacing Darren with a different Darren has now become a verb for yes. what happens on shows. Yes, you have Darren him. Well, for this show, it could be you Becky them because they had a different Becky. Right. So I think that so on this show, if one day all of a sudden I'm gone. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, oh, who's replacement Joe? I I don't know. Is it David? David, do you want to be replaced? No, you don't want to be. No, you'd have to find somebody. You just have to wear a hat. It's no, no, no. You you have to be Asian too. Doesn't even have to be Filipino. You can just be any Asian. Do we just need a replacement Asian guy? Yeah, the the guy that replacement Asian guy. Um, Stephen Yoon from Washington. He's he's from Troy and he's Asian. Two out of three ain't bad. I dig it. Put a hat on. (laughs) Hey, why is Glenn here? (laughs) 
Yeah, why am I here? I, I, you know what? If you filled in one day, I would totally pretend that it was you. Although I don't know if I would have as awesome a time as I do with my buddy Joe here. Yeah, but you have to stick him with his own lines. No, we buried the living. We buried the living. <laughs> and then I would go. Ding. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the, uh, the Sasha Baron Cohen, who is America's show, was the gift that just kept on giving mm -hmm. pretty much all season. Even if the whole episode wasn't amazing start to finish, there was always at least one right. uh, sketch or piece in the show that was fascinating that people were willing to do or say things. They had the season finale this past weekend. They did not end up airing whatever the hell it was that they shot with Sarah Palin and her daughter. I don't know what it was. I don't know what the premise was. I don't know what character he mm. was in. I don't know what they ended up having her say. And, you know, she had that whole blow up before the show even started and ended up inadvertently giving the show the best press that it could have ever asked right. for. And so uh, maybe there was a lawsuit threat or something. But, like, mm. for what they showed for everybody else, it must have been a doozy for them yeah. to not show he, Sarah Palin. This, if you've ever thought that anything Sasha Baron Cohen has done as Bruno or Borat or Ali G was, you know, really pushing it. Everything yeah. that I think he's ever pushed has been exceeded In on this, this series. Show. Yes, no, it's, uh, I, it, it is unbelievable what he's been able to do. Some of his characters look more like a person than others. Some of them, I'm right. like, I don't know how anybody who was standing this far away from him. Well, look, the Israeli military like, contractor. That one was good. I thought <laughs> he, like, I, he was what? more realistic than some of the other ones. Some of them uh -huh. look, some of them look really wiggy and really like not what, a real is it, person. Is that a racist? No, <laughs> like you could tell it's a fake. Wig. Oh, it, like hair. <laughs> yes. Oh, I thought you were talking about. I knew. Forget right. it. No, um, don't worry about it. Well, we here. Um, we'll quit it. So, the one day, one day, what's going to happen to Sasha Baron Cohen is somebody's going to want. He's going to have a guest on the show, right? Yes. And the guest will show up dressed as like Ali G. Oh, I would love it. And it'll it. just like be like, "What's going on? Who's me? Who's you? I don't know." But um, he saved a good one for a season finale, as you would imagine, where he had a sit down with uh, Orenthal James, O.J. Simpson, who you know has been spending all this time finding the real killer. He's been working hard. Oh working yeah, really hard. But so, um, Sasha Baron Cohen was disguised as this Italian character called Gio Minaldo. He may have appeared in other episodes, I don't know. Mm. But this is one of the ones where I'm like, I don't know how a person doesn't know that that's somebody dressed up as a weird-ass character in this. Uh, yeah, who knows? But what happens and what he says to OJ are spectacular. So here is a little bit of the OJ episode of Who is America? OJ Simpson, Naked Gunner, uno, duo, trea. Can I saw you the Naked Gunner? Uh, I'm a sorry about it, but they're funny movies. OJ, yeah, la 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 la. <gasps> oh, mamma mia, OJ! Yes. Oh, OJ! Oh, yeah, she knows that. Oh, Jesus. OJ, oh, my God! Oh, but I've been, I've been a very unlucky in love. Uh, yeah. My ex-wife. Obsessed about 
what happened the night with the wife. Yeah. And he wants you to tell him. What wife? The one you shot. Uh, well, first of all, she wasn't my wife. Oh. We have been divorced and separated. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, right. sorry. I'm a sorry I didn't, I didn't know. Do it. Well, if he's upset, hey, look. We want you no. to be 100% truthful how you got away with it. That's what he hey, wants to know. Hey, hey, hey. I didn't get away with nothing. Uh, me and you, we got uh, something in common. We both, uh, how you say, uh, lady killers. You know, it's not what it sounds like. In Italian, it translates to... Uh, Somebody who uh, murders women. <laughs> no, I killed nobody. Oh, I didn't either. <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> you want to have some cheese? No, I'm fine. You want to have some cheese? Should I hide the knives? Hide the knives. OJ is in the town. No. <laughs> I mean, the fact that he said, you and I were both lady killers. Right. In Italian, it means uh, people who murder women. And O.J. didn't, like, immediately get up and walk out of the room when he said that to I, I never thought anything would ever top the SNL sketch where they did the I did it on the teleprompter. <laughs> <laughs> and that topped it. Partially because I don't speak Italian, but I'm guessing the Italian conversation in the beginning yeah. is all gibberish. Oh, I'm sure. It's, I'm yeah. guessing they're just because she's saying Mamma Mia over and over again. He was, so they were just pretending like she didn't understand who OJ was and yeah. he kept trying to explain it to her. Then finally when he did the stabbing motion, she was like, oh, that's who you're talking about. You know, I, I think that uh, maybe um, Sasha Baron Cohen's Italian character in this um, bit mm -hmm. She would replace uh, Asia Argento on the X Factor oh. in Italy. Uh, well, she needs to be replaced in general. She's uh, she's had a bad run, uh, you know, in more ways uh, than one. Yeah, her story is uh, tricky and upsetting. Yeah, that's a no good. But I would definitely like to have her replaced by somebody because um, she's got her own scandal to deal with. You know who also has a scandal to deal with? Some, uh, no, you tell me. <laughs> I'd, I don't know how to say this. <laughs> We've got a French dolphin that's got a scandal yeah. to deal with, and we will tell you all about what he is doing to people when we get back on Pop That Culture. Hey, you guys, it's Raphael of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Guess what? The only thing we can get down here in the sewer is Geektainment Weekly on new radio media. Turtle Power! Maple Lane Golf Club is a 54-hole golfing treasure located in the heart of Sterling Heights. Maple Lane Golf Club offers immaculate greens, a top-flight pro shop, and inexpensive green fees. For convenience, book your tee time online at maplelanegolf.com. Come out and enjoy a great golf experience. Try our nine and dine special, nine holes of golf, and enjoy food and refreshments in the Clubhouse Bistro. That's Maple Lane Golf Club in Sterling Heights. Check us out at maplelanegolf.com. Hi, I'm Art, and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years, and through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you, and we take pride in our impeccable, affordable service, and we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Wald Lake. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. 
pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Wald Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. Welcome back to Pop That Culture. I'm Sarah. And I'm Joe. And uh, we like ocean-going mammals. Yes. Are you ready to hear about dolphin sex? Because you're going to. Um, well, actually, it's more attempted. It's, uh, I don't think he's ever actually been able to seal the deal. It's more like a dolphin, you know, dolphin going to play. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Don't hate the you player, hate the game. He's got the cologne. Yes. He d had the car detailed. He's got uh -huh. the armor all on the wheels tonight. You know, he's got a, a roll of money to tip all the help. He's got the bottle service, but no date. And he's like pumping his little fin, like, yeah. dance, dance, dance. Oh, yeah. He's that guy out on the dance floor that's kind of trying to edge toward the ladies. <laughs> oh, no, we're a bachelorette party. We're oh, all, my God. I've been yeah. to so many clubs where I've dealt with this dolphin then because yes. <laughs> you're trying. Like, if you're ever in a circle of girls and you're, like, dancing at a yeah. club and you've got another guy coming up on you and you try and, like, block mm -hmm. your butt with a purse so he's yeah. not actually physically touching you or, like, grab yeah. one of your other girlfriends as well. Or you grab all the purses off the floor in the middle of the circle <laughs> yeah, and I'll just carry start them. So hitting them with it. Or, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's a, you don't do that. It's kind of, sometimes it was like a video game. Like you're standing there and you're, you're doing your thing and then you see someone like, chink, 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 and they're just like, oh, so this in. was a, an 8 bit video game <laughs> yes. based on the sound effects and Correct. the motion. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so what's been happening on a beach in France is that there's a dolphin named Zafar who, um, who really needs to get some action mm. because he is all horned up and ready to go. And he has apparently been trying to rub himself against tourists, uh, dry humping kayaks, mm. and blocking swimmers from getting to the shore with his dolphin junk exposed. Mm. So he's been uh, doing a DCB. <laughs> yeah, you know me. A dolphin, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in fact, the mayor, I believe, has had to tell, he could, like, make a decree for people, if you see him in the water, don't go swimming and stay, or like, pull your pants up. <laughs> Do something. 150 oh, feet away, because this, this dolphin wants to get somebody oh, pregnant. Yeah. He's rolling with two live crew. <laughs> yes. You know, like, here we go. Um, <laughs> so they're calling him an aggressor, a, a potential threat to beachgoers. A threat? I don't know what the solution is to this, if they need to capture him and release him somewhere else, or if they just need to put him in a tank with a lady dolphin so he's not so I, horny and dangerous. But you know, you know that dolphins are the only other animal, I think, are the only sea creature that can, that masturbates, or no, I think they have sex for pleasure. I think they have sex for pleasure. Is that what it is? Yes. The only other mammal that has sex for pleasure? Is that what? Not even monkeys? Wow. Interesting. See? Huh. We just got See? all wildlife on your butt. Yeah. Teaching you things every day on Pop That Culture is what we like to do. I mean, why can't he just, if the other dolphins don't like him, can't he just, like, get with a humpback? I mean, there's humps, humps in their name. The Humpty Dance yeah. is your chance to do the hump. Maybe get on an oh. orca. Get on an orca? You know. <laughs> Sexy time. I, I mean, I'm just saying. You're just trying to help him yeah. out. I understand. Zafar just really is is a lonely mm. dolphin, who.
who has, you know, where do lonely yeah. dolphins go? What about a what about a narwhal? Be like, hey, you oh, you got a yeah, horn? Look out! Look out! I'm that unicorn horny. horn. Let's uh, yes. see what we can do. Check it out. Now, yeah. sometimes when people are super horny and they enjoy having sex with each other, they get married. Sometimes, not always, but sometimes. Or or they don't. And or they just walk away. Yeah. Um, but when you are planning a wedding. Mm. There can be um, stressors that maybe turn you into a monster yes. and you become a person that you don't even recognize while you're planning mm. said wedding. Yeah. And apparently there is a, a whole Facebook group or page that's called Wedding Shamers or Wedding Shaming and it's just people going to this Facebook page to bitch about people that they've had to deal with for weddings, whether it's people that are working at weddings, have been in weddings with friends, whatever, just trying to shame people that were absolute monsters while they were right. planning their wedding. And one has gone exceedingly viral at this point. There is a woman who canceled her wedding four days before it was supposed to happen, mm. um, broke up with her fiance, mm. and um, won't talk to any of her friends anymore because she expected them to pay for her wedding. Hmm. She wanted ah. a dream $60,000 wedding. Okay. And you know, that's not expensive anymore. Right. You Initially, know? she and her um, fiance had saved like $15,000, and then they hmm. realized they wanted to, and this is the quote from her, live like the Kardashians for a day and have a huge blowout party. Well, $60,000 would probably cover the transportation. Right. Uh, the ground transportation. All the other transportation probably runs in the millions of dollars in that clan. Yes. Uh, the bride who has been identified as Susan, and this was Susan's cousin who busted open this email tirade that Susan mm. sent out and then put it for everyone to see. So she put it in writing. Go on. Yes. And she said that a local psychic had told her to go with the more expensive option for her wedding. So we thought, why the hell not? That's a good start. Mm -hmm. And they sent out invitations to their friends saying, if you can't contribute $1,500 each to help pay for our wedding, you Ooh. can't come to our wedding. That's Techie. The, that's the price <laughs> of admission for our wedding. You have to pay $1,500 to make our dream come true. Hmm. So they sent out invitations. Eight suckers actually sent them back and sent them checks. But the majority of people said, no, and you're crazy. Right. Especially that coworker. You know, when they're trying to, like, really fish to get that funding in, like, oh, yeah, should we invite the mailman? Let's yeah. She said, um, specifically, they asked for cash gifts from the guests. How could we have our wedding that we dreamed of without proper funding? We'd sacrifice so much. And we only asked each guest for around 1500 And she also was very upset with her maid of honor mm. because she said initially her maid of honor said she would kick in $5,000 and then her maid of honor was like, actually, you know what? This is crazy and you right. should scale down what you want your wedding to be. Mm -hmm. And so then they started a GoFundMe page for themselves of for their wedding yes. and only made $250. Oh my goodness. And then because the bridesmaid wouldn't pay for it and all of their guests wouldn't pay for their wedding and nobody funded them on GoFundMe, that's when she flipped her lid and sent out this email to everybody who sucks and I can't believe you didn't make my dream wedding come well, true. You know what? What they basically did was they they hedged their bets on whether or not their friends would call them out for being losers. Right. <laughs> you know? 
And people thought maybe this was fake, and the cousin that actually, you know, put this out there for everybody to read said, no, this is real, this is really what happened to her. Uh, and <laughs> she said she was not like this before. She seemed like a normal, sweet No, no, being. she was like that before. This is and something that's what? in your heart. She's always been that way before. Yeah. You can't take, a, you know, a pile of steak, potatoes, carrots, and beef stock and go, it's never had the makings of beef stew before. <laughs> No, it's always been potentially beef stew. You just had to put it in the pot and let it simmer. Even her fiance had suggested, because they were having, you know, the problems of finding all the money, mm -hmm. said, "Why, you know, baby, why don't we just go to Vegas? Yeah. Like, Screw it. Let's just go to Vegas and have save on costs. And, like, the important thing is that you and I get married and we love each no, other. No, no. She's like, no, no, no. That's not the important thing. Correct. She <laughs> laughed in his face and said he wanted those cheap, raggedy, filthy, whore-like Vegas weddings. Whore-like. Am I some hooch piece of effing trash? A hooker? No. My ex left the room. No, no, no. She is a hooch. She's a hooch. I mean, Nothing screams hooch like basically <laughs> instead of sending out wedding invitations, sending out invoices, right? That's what they were. You're correct. That is exactly what those invitations were. You know, and the people that paid, they should 1099 that couple. So they have to pay taxes on it. I wonder, you know what? It actually didn't even say if she sent the checks back to the people who actually did send her <laughs> some money. But I have no the idea. The story so. just always gets better. She, <laughs> yeah, she is spectacular and amazing. And I'm surprised if she has a friend left after this whole horrid situation. You know what? You made your wedding sweet bed. No lie in it. Lie in it without friends, mm. without a fiance. Without, without any without, Kardashian. And with no Kardashian life, baby. That's what happens. You know, in, in a... In a future iteration of the story, what if one of the Kardashians picks up on it, and they've they've got the weird like cousin Kardashian that no one sees? Who, <laughs> you know, there's nothing really wrong with him. He's just a little off though. Uh -huh. And maybe they marry him off to her. Nice. And give them a sixty thousand dollar. I mean, this girl sounds like she's a reality show waiting to happen. And she, so. you know what? She'll probably get it. They and everybody will be like, I can't wait to see it. What is it on? What's going to happen? I love watching train wrecks. Bridezilla, make it happen. <laughs> now, there was another wedding story that was actually kind of cute. There was a bride and groom who was about to, who were about to get married. And then somebody in their wedding party realized, because they were at a hotel in California, that in the hotel bar hmm. was sitting one Mr. Keanu Reeves. So wait a minute. So he was living it up at a hotel in California? He was. I don't okay. think he could leave, though. All right. He can check in, but he can never. Yeah. Um, so the bride and groom were just about to do the ceremony, walk down the aisle, and somebody was like, wait, you guys are big fans of Keanu Reeves, and he happens to be here. So they <laughs> hustled it down. And they introduced themselves to him, and then he introduced himself to everybody in their wedding party, and he's like, are you ready for a selfie? Raw! And then he did this with them. And they said he mm. was super sweet and really cool, and I hope this is a real story and not a fake story, because he does happen to have a rom-com uh -huh. coming out with Winona Ryder that's about the right. two of them hating weddings and falling in love with each other at a friend's wedding. Well, remember a few years back, there were all these quote-unquote viral posts of Maroon 5 just coming and playing people's oh, wedding right. receptions. And it turned out it was because their new album was coming out. Right. So these real encounters weren't real. Because there was another one. Um, I didn't uh, pull the picture for this, but he was also spotted taking a picture with a bride and groom in New York recently. Uh-huh. But I don't know if two mm. counts for coincidence or if two counts for I'm trying to do press for my movie. Well, if it looks like Keanu, 
-hmm. and it smells like Keanu, yes. and it talks like Keanu, uh -huh. it might be Keanu. I would imagine he smells like Hawaii, which I'm I don't know what that smells like. It but smells like a lay. A lay, a lay and, and a SPF pineapple? 50. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm, you know, I'm waiting for him to raise the toast uh, after the ceremony and go, San Dimas High School Football Rules! <laughs> All right, when we get back on Pop That Culture, we have a couple of things that made me think of you. Hmm. One that is very sweet, one that might send Joe into such a rage hmm. that he flips the table and goes running screaming yes. out of the building. So you have to come back so you can see what happens when I tell Joe that story hmm. next on Pop That Culture. Hi, I'm Andy. And I'm David. Join us for fun and adventure on our new show, PodQuesters where we fight through imaginary battles and pray to the dice gods for good rolls. Yes, it's an epic sweeping adventure. We try to fulfill our destinies without driving the Dungeon Master crazy. I thought that was the point. Anyways, check us out here on NewRadioMedia.com Fridays, PodQuesters. See you there. Advertising your business these days can be challenging. Traditional radio and TV ads are expensive and, frankly, a bit of a crapshoot. Not to mention, the audience for over-the-air material is shrinking as more and more of us demand to see and hear what we want, when we want. Advertising on new radio media is a solution. With our live streaming programs that are also available on demand, your message is always ready when your customers are ready to watch and listen, all for a fraction of what you'd likely have been paying for other ads. NewRadioMedia.com. Call Buzz Van Houten at 248 939-9999 for more information. A study from Johns Hopkins researchers indicates a high-fat diet may lead to the development of new nerve cells in your brain that influence how much you eat. But it's also been known for decades that the brain continues to form new nerve cells well into adulthood. So for now it appears the process occurs not only in the parts of your brain associated with memory and a sense of smell, but also in the ones that control your various body functions, including hunger and thirst. One researcher believes that your brain functions this way as part of your body's survival mechanism. When food is abundant, it generates cells that will make you eat more and make you store excess calories as fat for use when food is not readily available. But the problem with humans, particularly those in developed countries, is that food is almost always readily available. So the more you eat, the more fat you store, and the greater becomes your appetite. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. Welcome back to Pop That Culture. Joe, hmm. one of the queens of social media hmm. is... Um, George Takai. Yes, actually, I, I, I do. I know it was a joke, but I also love the content that he shares on his page. Yes. And I don't know if it's just him. I'm sure he has yeah. a team working for him. And he's out of the closet. He is. So he could, you know, be correct. Yeah. Just saying. You are correct. Um, and then one of the other ones is Chrissy Teigen. Oh, Chrissy Teigen, Mrs. John Legend, supermodel in her own right, known for being saucy and sassy and very honest mm -hmm. uh, with herself and her life and everything on social media. And so she went over the weekend to see Crazy Rich Asian mm -hmm. and then just put a big post out about it, about how much more it affected her than she even thought it was mm. going to. Because it's, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a light sort of frothy, um, 
romantic comedy. Frothy, yeah. Frothy. Just like bubble tea. <laughs> yes. But she said, you never know how much you miss being represented on screen until you actually see what it's like to be represented on screen. It's very true. <clears throat> so she had her little two-year-old daughter Luna with her and John Legend, obviously. And they said, the feeling I got during the credits, watching John dance with my little black Asian mashup baby bear Luna tunes was a feeling I haven't had at the end of any other movies. Luna, aside from being blown away by the general movie-going experience, looked up at Constance Wu's mother and said, Grandma, and Ty, because she saw someone who looked like her own grandma and someone who was beautiful and aspirational. Isn't that awesome? It's so I, awesome. You know, this is the way I felt at the end of Big Trouble in Little China. Did you? Yes. Yeah. You felt that way with uh, Kim Cattrall? Yes. <laughs> wow, she's got green eyes. So does the other chick. Oh, my goodness. Oh, she's wearing an Asian dress. You I know, feel so represented. I remember dropping out of the sky with lightning coming out of my fingers. I feel so touched. <laughs> I'm represented on screen. Um, but a lot of people are still having that reaction to this movie. Mm. That to, to not only see representation, but to see characters of all different kinds and shapes and kinds mm -hmm. of characters and so that someone that there's at least one person that you can identify with a fully Asian cast right in this big beautiful jewel of a movie and uh, you you'll you'll get this joke there's even an Asian with blonde hair so <laughs> there is so there's 90s Joe can <laughs> find somebody to identify with what they it was, it was, it was absolutely like, fully blonde. It was blonde. like a like a orange, like a sun in kind of blonde. No, no, when it uh, when it was in its full bloom, it was full on platinum. But it took a long time to get. I there. would imagine it would. It took a really Getting long time. Getting dark to get hair there. to actually be platinum blonde yeah. takes forever. And then the roots, the roots, the roots. You know, Questlove would come out of my head. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I heard they greenlit the sequel already. Yes. Crazy they did. rich Asian children. <laughs> they greenlit no, the, the sequel. I don't know and I don't know if it's the second book or the third book, but the author that wrote the first book that this movie is based on saw mm. Chrissy Teigen's post and said, tell your husband he's in one of my books. Like, So he wrote John Legend wow. as a character into one of his books and he didn't even <laughs> oh <my> know. God. <laughs> so, <sighs> representation. Um, so now this is where Joe might flip a table. I know you could not be more sick of any... Batman universe movie having anything to do with Batman's origin story yes. with his parents dying. Yes, absolutely. And I am so, you know, I can only take so much of that. I know. You know what? This is where Sony and, uh, and Disney really kind of hit the home run. And somewhere at a conference table, they said, you know what? Everybody knows that Spidey got bitten by a radioactive spider, so we don't have to show it again. Yes. Well, we have been hearing about this upcoming Joker movie where mm. Joaquin Phoenix is going to play the Joker in it. And now we heard another bit of casting, which is that Alec Baldwin is going to play Thomas Wayne in the movie. Now, I believe the whole thing is set in the 80s. And so he's mm. playing a Thomas Wayne. With really big shoulder pads. Well, kind of. They said he's uh. sort of like a, like a cheesy, like a sort of like an 80s Donald Trump character. Which huh. is not at all how we've ever seen huh. uh, Thomas mm. Wayne portrayed before. Well, but you know what? If they're if they're setting it in the eighties, yes. and Alec Baldwin is playing the role. I mean, uh, it's kind of perfect, <laughs> right? He's had practice. Mm. We'll say he won't necessarily be doing his full-on voice right. that we know him for. The, but. the only thing that would be better is if uh, they cast Michael Douglas and had him do Gordon Gecko. <laughs> 
You know, at some, there could be a scene where somebody has super slick back hair and is on a right. you know, big 80s phone. Maroon suspenders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know what, there was a... Thomas Wayne likes blue horseshoe. Sorry. <laughs> there was a... There was an article about how many flipping times they brought the character of Thomas Wayne back. And I didn't think about it, but they said his character has shown up in 1989's Batman with Michael Keaton, 95's Batman Forever, 2005's Batman Begins, 2012's The Dark Knight Rises, and also 2016 Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice, which means audiences have had more opportunities to see a live-action Thomas Wayne in movies than they have Wonder Woman, Flash, Green Lantern, and any other Justice League member other than Batman and Superman. Stop with the Thomas Wayne! (laughs) We don't need to see him anymore. We get it. He died. And then all of a sudden, I'm Batman. And then, you know, and then you talk, you think about the the tombstone of Thomas Wayne. How (laughs) many times have we seen Thomas Wayne's grave? As a matter of fact, <laughs> Clark Kent's dad should have been named Thomas. And oh! The whole Martha thing should have been summed out. Yes! Thomas. Did you say Thomas? <laughs> well, yeah, I had English muffins for breakfast. <laughs> the nooks and crannies. Oh, my God. Well, we got to be BFFs now. I'm not going to kill you. You like Thomas's English muffins, and my dad's name is Thomas. <sighs> See, I told you, one step away from table flipping. Oh. I knew this would make it's, you angry. <laughs> if there were a tablecloth, I would... No, this does make. I don't need another Tom. We Nobody don't need another needs it. hero. Nobody needs it. Nobody expects a Thomas Wayne. Another hero. They said that um, this working out your father issues as a writer is possibly why they constantly have to insert him into any Batman story. But they do it with Superman and with other superhero characters. Yeah, but you know what? Daddy issues is a trope in movies, right? Correct. Which but is you, know what? you know what's turning into another trope? Thomas Wayne! Specifically Thomas Wayne! Tropes on tropes, on tropes on tropes on tropes! Yeah. Oh my gosh, well, Martha married Thomas Wayne and then they broke up. But in Act 3, they got back together <laughs> and then died! Yep, together, <laughs> holding hands. Thanks, Ryan Gosling. Um, ooh, um, speaking of daddy issues, I didn't realize he was already on number nine, but Eddie Murphy is about to be a dad again. Hmm. He is 57 years old, and this will be baby number 10 for him. I don't know what's more impressive. 10 children are doing it at 57 with fervor, I'm guessing. Well, I mean, there's his lady friend, so he's got a cutie, yeah. so that helps. And yeah. so... Uh, he is 57. He will be 67 when that kid is 10. Mm-hmm. And he will be 77 when that kid is 20. So when that kid is in college, yeah. he's going to be 77. Yeah. yeah. It's that a drop-off day, moving day at the dorms. Right. Be a little like, weird. I'm not going to help yeah. you build a loft, kid. No. You're going to have to do yeah. it yourself. No, I'm not carrying the mini fridge. Screw you. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. Oh, somebody who uh, used to date Eddie Murphy was Mel B, Scary Spice, Hmm. who has been a judge on America's Got Talent for quite some time. And she just made the announcement that she's going to be going into alcohol and sex rehab. At the same time. I don't know. You know, that's actually a really good question. I was just... You would think that you'd have to do a couple separately. I'm just, I'm not trying to make no, light I'm of not. any type I'm of addiction. No, I'm not. I'm legitimately or... trying to, I don't, because I know you can go, as we know from Tiger Woods, to a clinic that's just for sex addiction. Mm-hmm. And obviously we know that there are, are alcohol rehabilitation centers. But so I would feel like the issues that you're trying to work out are probably pretty similar for why you're having these kinds of behaviors. Mm. So maybe you don't need to go to two separate rehabs. I don't know. Well... 
I have no joke here. <laughs> I know it's our joke. I, w I was gonna do like you, you know, Mel B is gonna go to rehab. We said no, 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 but said yes, yes. Ah, yeah, it's the wrong. Sometimes you just don't have to throw a joke in. Nope, you don't. But by doing that, did I actually throw a joke in? Subtly, but not so subtly, like a truck. Hmm. Um, so they're kind of wrapping up this season of America's Got Talent. I don't know if she's going to go into rehab like right now and and quit the show or what. And then. Um, coming up within the next year, she's going to be going out back on tour with the Spice Girls. Mm. They're doing a reunion tour. So she wants to make sure that she's all healthy and feeling fine and able to move forward. Um, Joe Santos. Yes, Sarah Forrick here. If you were going to compete in a sport, hmm. would you want to compete in gravy wrestling? It depends on what kind of gravy. What kind of gravy do you mm. like, other than just homemade? What store brand gravy are you all about? Um, well, you know, Heinz is always a good standby. Mm -hmm. You know, because they've got it actually has lumps. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know. I, you know, probably chicken gravy would be my chicken thing. Chicken gravy. Actually, you know, mushroom gravy is a more healthy substitute. I don't know if I've had the chicken gravy. Yeah. Mushroom gravy sounds pretty mushroom, good. Mushroom yeah, when made well, it's delicious. Yes. Yeah. Well, apparently there have been gravy wrestling championships for 11 years, and I'm oh. just finding out about it now. Oh, so you're, you're jumping on the gravy train. Yay! <laughs> you know it, Joe Santos. Yes, I am. Because a gravy bandwagon would just be too <laughs> slow, right? I'm jumping on that gravy train. Um, it's, uh, it happens in England mm. uh, each year. And the wrestlers get sponsors, and then the money ends up going to charity. Mm. And I believe you have to stay in the ring for two minutes, and mm. you are judged on your wrestling moves, but also your entertainment factor, your costume. So mm. it's kind of like an episode of Glow a little right. bit. Although they had men and women competing in these gravy wrestling finals just over the weekend. And so if you have always wondered, what would it look like if people dressed up for Gravy Wrestling Championship Finals? Here's the answer to your question. I mean, there were p different people dressed up in superhero costumes mm. and, and things like this, but um, you don't, like I said, you don't necessarily have to be the better wrestler. No. You just have to give the people a show. Right. It's, you have to be the better entertainer. The better entertainer. Because afterwards, everybody get, jumps into a recliner and falls asleep watching football. <laughs> yes, exactly. Now, coming up when we get back on Pop That Culture, you know, uh, just yesterday was the first time that I started seeing my friends posting pictures of kids going back to school. Obviously, we'll have more next week. Uh -huh. But I, had, I started to see my feed filled up with people saying, first day of school, yeah. first day of freedom for mom. But we have a, a couple of things having to do with going back to school. Um, one mom who I don't know how she does it because. Yeah, you do. That's a, <laughs> that's a, that's a lot of babies all at once. And then number two, something that parents are doing for their kids as they go back to school that I think is disgusting. And we will talk all about it next on Pop That Culture.
Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly. All for free. Do it now. Stay connected. And action. And millions of ducks. You guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. And the things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. Well, the boss called me up and said, come in to work. I just hung up on that slave-driving jerk. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. You think I'd rather be sweating on the dock or watching somebody use a hammer lock? I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. Oh, Joe, are you ready for the back to school? Yes! Yes! Jonah, are you ready for the back to school? Woo! No, he shook his head no. <laughs> Gotta go back. Boo! No more fun summer camps and hanging out with Dad. You gotta go to school. Get your learn on. Boo! Oh, the, if you could see the sad face that's happening right now. So everybody loves to post pictures of their kiddos on the. Are you do do you do that? Do you make them hold yes. up a sign and say uh -huh. what grade he's in and do yeah. the pictures on social media? Oh yeah. Um, so everyone's posting these pictures and Octo Mom is no exception. She too posted ah. a photo of and this is not all of her children for their first day of school. Uh, Natalie Octo Mom Suleiman actually has 14 children. No! Including, as the ones that we learned about, the eight nine-year-olds. So she's got the van that they're all leaning up against, and she shuttles them around. She said she has six different drop-offs for the first day of school. Nope. I'm assuming all of the eight-year-olds go to the same one, and then she's got all of her older kids staggered, so she's got to drop them to different mm. places and whatnot. But, yeah. I, that just is mind-boggling. That's a lot. They say that when Octomom had her eight, um, she got basically sponsors, like, you know, diaper yeah, companies. Yeah, I remember that. I'm wondering if she has any sponsors now. That's a really good question. She, 
Um, did do a porn movie. Mm-hmm. Not with other people, just with herself. She made quite a bit of money off of it and apparently still gets residuals from it. What kind of agent gets you residuals for that kind exactly. of Exactly. I guess Crazy. when you're when it's a celebrity What is she a celebrity? Well she was at the time. Although Wow. That's a that's an area I don't know if anybody after the eight, I don't know. Yeah. Well you don't want to sit up close anymore. <laughs> right. You have to move back a little bit to the C section. <laughs> Um, but she said that, yeah, she, I think she was living on assistance and I don't know if it was straight up welfare, but she <sighs> did finally, uh, file for personal bankruptcy, film the adult movie called Octomom Home Alone. It won multiple ABN nominations, Joe, in 2013. Oh my gosh, a nominee. So That's crazy. Taking home the prize for best celebrity sex tape. But so. she, she actually won though. So she didn't Susan, Susan Lucci at the, uh, no, <laughs> no she so did not. She then <laughs> began making an appearance as a stripper, mm. and then she pled no contest to welfare fraud in 2014. Oh, she did? Yeah. Mm. Yep. And I have finally, 15 kids. Mm-hmm. She said she now has a part-time job as a counselor working with men and women who suffer drug and alcohol issues and lives paycheck to paycheck with the assistance of food stamps and residuals from the adult video. So, welcome back to school, kids. Yay! That's my mom. <laughs> she, she's making it happen. She she mm. was in her bed and now she's lying in it or whatever. Afraid. Oh, yeah, she was lying in it. <laughs> she was, By she, herself. Fertilization. <laughs> um, so, she's got her back to school thing. But the story that I saw about back to school that I just think is ridiculous. Is that I mean, I guess if you have a few money, you're going to spend it on whatever. But um, there are parents now, wealthy parents, who are hiring stylists to find and uh, help them choose and help them buy all the clothing for their child, so their child has a look for the season. Nope. I'm going back to school. You don't need a stylist. I need a stylist. You so figure I look out good. what click your kid's going to be in. <laughs> Dress them like a jock or a skater or the goth kid or the drama kid, which sometimes the drama kids, they can cross over. You can. I did. Yeah, I kind of I moved back and forth. Yeah. And that then was cheerleader the drama kid, so yeah. I was a little of both. But, I mean, but certain certain ends of the spectrums don't really cross over. They don't so cross like, streams. Well, yeah, the, the skater kids seldomly cross into the jock world, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, the motorheads sometimes cross into the skater head, mm -hmm. uh, the skater kids. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I. Yeah, I just, I'm like, are you? First of all, we found out that parents were hiring coaches and tutors for their kids for Fortnite. Now mm. we find out that there are parents who are hiring stylists so that their child has the appropriate look for going back to school. I know. I was lucky if I got a new pair of jeans from like TJ Maxx or something. This is not even first world problems. No, this is. I, I don't even know what world this is. Problem. We have a space station in orbit where you can only get this kind of medical care problems. I no. Yes. No school uniforms all the way. Dickies and green polos. We're done. <laughs> Jesus. Did you wear Dickies? Huh? Did you wear Dickies? No. 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 Did anyone at your school? No. I went to Warren High. <laughs> People wore jean jackets with Iron Maiden concert shirt patches on the back. <laughs> Jeez, Sarah. What's the I matter hope with you? So. <laughs> My God. I think you're talking about the pants dickies, right? Because I'm thinking of the turtleneck, fake turtleneck dickies thing. Not the p 
part. I'm talking purely about clothing, mister. We're looking at the world through the Sarah prism. Well, which one are you talking about? School uniforms, Dickie's pants. The That's why I said pants. You were talking about the pants, but they also, these the fake collar things. I know also. what that is. <laughs> I'm just asking you which, which Dickie you're talking about. Because we've, we've mentioned many throughout the show today. Well, I used to work for Cumulus Media, who was run by Lou Dickey. Oh, there were two Dickies working there, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Lou and John. They yep. called him Little John. But he didn't <laughs> walk around going, what? hey! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we've just gone off the rails. You know, you know who never time. goes off the rails? Who is on target at all times? He is NRM's rock. Not Dwayne the Rock Johnson. No. Craig the Rock Folly. That's right. Can you smell what the folly is cooking? Mm, it smells delicious. Two hours mm. of what's happening in your world and in the news. He's going to tell you all about it and yeah. give you his take, and it's going to be amazing. It smells like a goulash. Oh, delicious. Mm, thank you, Folly. Mm. Up next, Craig Folly. Tomorrow, more conversations with me and Joe about Dickies or something on Pop That Culture. Bye. <laughs> In the shade